Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Conor Otter. Welcome to the week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character as we do every single week. We talk their good points, their bad points and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? Having a great time, Connor. How are you? You know what? I'm I'm top of the morning to me, laddie. Ah, no, Jez. No, we're recording this in the afternoon, first of all. <laughs> true, that's true. And also, nobody talks like that. I, I'm fine. Um, it's another day of quarantine. How, how are you doing mentally? Yeah. Oh, mentally? Oh, long gone. <laughs> Physically, <laughs> oh, at my weeks. peak. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, see, what, the way I've decided to pass the time, Connor, I've been studying the blade. Oh, all right, and, and has it come up good, or have you lost a few fingers? Well, look, the suite of furniture has looked better, I grant you. <laughs> we now have two smaller couches <laughs> instead of one big couch. They have one arm each, it's quite strange. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, so this is Hero Zero Shot. Normally I do DC characters, you do Marvel. Um, yes. And normally people would say I'm slightly longer-winded than you, would you say? In, in in the sense that you tend to go more in depth on characters mm. that don't deserve it, yeah, like Nightwing. Ah, now, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so last week you did Ruby Thursday, who we can all agree was a bit of Marvel cosmic bullshit, uh, science I'm sorry. bullshit. Just what is it mental- about organic circuitry that you don't understand? <laughs> Could you explain organic circuitry? It's like regular circuitry, but organic. <laughs> Just drop the mic. Fucking Gwyneth nailed. Paltrow loves it. <laughs> That's our new Goop product. Um, so this week, Sean, I have not told you who I'm doing. No, but you haven't. What I will say is two things. One, is you pr- should probably strap yourself in because everybody listening to this has already seen who I'm doing. And okay. two, um, I am doing a character that Superman once described as the most powerful being on planet Earth. Excuse me? 
and then said the Superman's exact quote was there's probably a list of five people I would not like to fight um, or I would fa- I would fear for my own safety he is one of them okay yeah that's like Superman doesn't fear much to be fair to no him. no Except- he's kind of invulnerable to most things yeah so the how high up on the list is this person? See, this is a character that is actually, as I said, incredibly, probably the most powerful being other than Superman in DC Comics, but is not as well known as some of the other characters. And this week, Sean, I am doing Martian Manhunter. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Right, I'm just going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put on my pyjamas and I'm just going to get into bed right now. <laughs> Because this is going to go on until the night. Honest to God, right? I was putting this report together. I was like, there is a lot. I had to edit out a lot of stuff. Because I kept seeing things like, oh, that's so cool. But then I was like, James, we're up to about 10 pages. I probably need to rattle this off. (laughs) Like, this is, like, I I have a very surface level knowledge of Martian Manhunter. In that I know, like, he's he's in the Justice League and he's been involved in a load of shit. That's what I know about him. Mm. And very little else. But, but do you know wow. why he was not included in the Justice League um, of, obviously, the DCAU, or the DCEU, I should say, is because, like, the idea would be that they wanted Superman to be the most powerful. But if Martian Manhunter is there, then you have two, you basically have two people that, I don't want to say it, but could probably beat the whole Avengers by themselves. Ah, uh, let's not start this again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Avengers well, are plucky. <laughs> they've got Iron Man. <laughs> He's an alcoholic in a big metal suit. What more can you need? Batman's a psychopath with knives. True, but I haven't told you what Martian Manhunter's powers are. His powers are two pages long, Sean. I'm oh, just going to put that out Christ. there. Is it a list um, of guns that he carries? Yeah, yeah. Shotgun. Handgun. Bigger shotgun. <laughs> Bigger handgun. <laughs> um, okay, so Martian Manhunter. He was created by Joseph Sam... Sam... Oh, no. Samashon and Joe Serta, first appearing in Detective Comics 225 in 1955. Okay? Okay, so he's a 50s character. He's been around a long time. Um, now, he had an original origin... And he had a new 52 origin, so it was harder. The new, the original origin was kind of shit, and the okay. new 52 origin is kind of a little bit better. So I've kind of just, I've picked the one that I find the most interesting as his origin. <laughs> as is your right to do, Connor. Yeah, like you can find another origin if you want, but I think this is the best one. Um, so centuries ago, they're all about basically the same. So centuries ago, on the planet of, oh no, Ma'alaka Andra, right? The Green Martians, known as Mirren and Shasheen, gave birth to twin sons, Sean. Twin sons. Congratulations Um, to the Mahadeh and Shasheen. Now, the bearing of twins was uncommon among the Martian culture, and as such, the first of the twins was called John Johns. Right. whose, Whose name means light to the light. So, very good. And John's brother... However, was born a mutant, bereft of a Martian's innate ability to communicate telepathically. And he was named Ma'alakafak, I think it is, that's how you pronounce it, and whose name means darkness in the heart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know where this is going? <laughs> is, the, the, is the one who, uh, who can't communicate the way everyone else does, and who's yeah. literally named after darkness, does he yeah. become a baddie? 
Look, I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying definitely. Okay, but, go uh, As an adult, John, obviously, John Johns, by the way, is Martian Manhunter. Just what? What? Well, as an adult, John became a manhunter, which is a police officer on that planet, and so, married wait, 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 a woman. What would would they not be Martian hunters? Look, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll allow it. <laughs> Do I look like I come from there? I don't know. Well, it's just they're called manhunters, and that's a basically a police officer or their version of a police officer. And he was he had lots of powers, and it was his day his idea to try try and keep the peace. Okay. Uh, and he married a lovely Martian woman named Miria. And the two established a lovely home. They had a daughter called Kim. They, oh, no. oh, everything's coming up Milhouse Shaw. Oh, Nothing no, could don't. go wrong. I think I know. I think something's about to go wrong. Uh, did, what? Sorry? Um, yeah. Well, do you remember that guy earlier who had darkness in his heart and he was oh, evil Jesus, and he was a yeah, kind of a mutant? His twin. Yeah. His twin, uh, he, well, he pops up a little bit here now because, uh, well, he commits full je- scale genocide against this whole planet. Um, oh, right. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> How dare he? So, years passed, and John's brother, I know you like him, uh, Ma Alafak, right? We all love him. Absolutely. He grew to to despise everything about the Martian culture, because, of course, he's not telepathic, so he's kind of seen as, he's different, he's a mutant, they kind of looked out at him. And this gives him an uh, ambitious endeavour to commit full-scale genocide, which is good to have ambitions. That, that is ambitious. <laughs> it is ambitious. Um, he engineered a contagious virus known as Haran Mir's Curse. And basically, right. the virus reacted to telepa- telepathic energy and carried from one Martian to the next whenever they elected to use their powers. So whenever you were telepathic to somebody else, it was the virus would go from you to the other person. This is very... Uh, on brand at the minute, but um, <laughs> it's it's basically he created a telepathic virus that went through the whole people because the Martians at the time that's how they communicated telepathically. Right, so did just um, no one ever talk to him? Uh, no, everyone just was just like a bit like they would do really annoying things, like when they were eating with him, they'd be like really loud chewers. Um, oh, of course. And 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 just as he's about to open the or he you walk through a door and he's about to follow you, you just close the door on his face. He's like, oh fuck's sake! Do I see where Jesus. he's coming from? Actually, yeah, that would piss no, me f- off as well. Full scale genocide. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah. obviously next step. We're advocating um, for it, are we? <laughs> Look, I didn't want to say it, but you know what? He's 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 making some good points. <laughs> so, so the plague responded to the Martians' innate fear of fire. So they're all incredibly afraid of fire because that's our weakness. And so what it's the virus most things does, weakness to be fair. To be fair, fire is fire is very inclusive though. If a fire starts, it'll join everything else to come join it in the fire. It won't that exclude anything in the room. Not at all. Everything's a go- everything's a blaze. <laughs> come join me in the flames. Um so the the virus worked into basically making every Martian think that they were on fire and like is like a psychic uh, so t- t- they were in flames and then that would basically cause such stress on their bodies that their minds would just eventually give out because you just constantly think you're on fire fuck me yes <laughs> well, this yes. was in the 50s was it yes oh my no, god well, you see once again this is an origin that's kind of a, mis- uh, a mishmash of all the right. best bits I see, um, but but still, at any time in comics history this is fucking wild his, his original origin is yes he comes to earth 
That's just it. <laughs> right. I prefer this one. <laughs> this one's more fun. Uh, well, in a weird way. But John desperately tries to keep his wife and his daughter from using their mental gifts, but of course they are unable to do so. So you've got the massive tragedy. So everybody on his planet, it dies. And oh. they contract the virus. Virus, And he's anguished by the whole thing. Now, you would be. You w- I, would be, I would be sad for at least a week. If every, everyone on the planet died, I'd be like, ah, no. Ah, a week Jesus. and a half. Week, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, gosh damn it, I'd say. Really loudly. Um, and no one would hear you. <laughs> no. So meanwhile, on planet Earth, as all this is happening, at this exact moment, a would-be scientist named Saul Erdell developed a transmitter machine based upon Martian technology and seeking to make contact with uh, alien life, he aimed his device in the vicinity of Mars and he activated <laughs> the vicinity the of it. Just in a general area of space. He's very scientific. Um, the transmitter beam streaked across space and time, striking the Martian Manhunter at that exact point as everybody else was dying on his planet yeah. and basically transported him to Earth. So he had no choice in it? No, he would. He didn't have any choice. He's just transported to Earth as everybody in, on his whole planet dies and he's like, he's the last one left. Oh my God. Yes, and so he gets brought to Earth, and of course, you might say he's a bit traumatized. Like he's very distraught, and so well, Erdel like, bro- you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez, I can't get to sleep at all. Um, Erdel brought the distraught Martian inside and attempted to nurse him back to health. And ev- eventually, John's sanity was restored, and he was prepared to function in this strange new world. Now, this is where it gets a bit weird because Erdel, the scientist, then has a heart attack. When Martian Manhunter, like, converts back into his alien form. And so he dies, the scientist. Oh, God. And so now Martian Manhunter is stuck here with nobody knowing who he is. And he can't get home. That is an interesting way to end up a superhero. (laughs) Exactly. So John was able to use his powers to fit into human society. So he he basically has to just accept that he's trapped here. And he's he can transform his body like he can shapeshift, so he shapeshifts into a human. Um, okay. He adopted a he adopted a human appearance and called himself John Jones. Um, Good name. And he became he became a police detective in the city of Middleton. For a long time, he worked as a policeman who, while secretly using his alien powers to solve cases and help people, like on the sly, like. Yeah, not like those. Not like he couldn't help them as a policeman. No, no. <laughs> they're like just general. Like they get mugged, and he just like turns into an alien, just sets fire to him. <laughs> this was the right steps. I think I nailed like, that. I did this one for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so John is trying to. Um, th- he then realizes, obviously, that he can kind of um, help on this planet because he obviously has massive powers, uh, powers and abilities that he can kind of use. And he's like, everyone here is an idiot. And I can try and save some people. Yeah. So, John first revealed himself as an official superhero when he joined the Justice Experience as the Bronze Rate was his first name. The what? And he... The Bronze Rate. Right. And what's the Justice Experience? Uh, they're just like a team. It's just like a... Just they, a team. Don't worry. They're not, they're not around for long. They're just a okay. team, right? Um, he used his strength and his psychic abilities as the rate, but he only used them. So he didn't show everybody else all of his other abilities, which will give you a taste of how many abilities he has. He just used the super strength and his psychic ability shot. 
Oh, classic. A classic base level of ability there. Base level, yeah. Careful not to reveal his extensive Martian shape-shifting abilities. Um, however, his time with the team was short, as they would be quickly altogether defeated and killed by Dr. Trap. <laughs> Oh. oh no! Oh, look, it's easy happen, lads. If you yeah. if you don't have super strength and psychic abilities, you're at nothing. <laughs> they, you're at no, nothing. they all just they only had psychic psychic and super strength. So they're like fucking little bitches, like they're basic bitches. That's true. Like, yeah. I mean, lucky they weren't fighting a fire. Am I right? Absolutely. You're dead right. You know, you know what, Sean? I didn't think of it like that, but fire. You're dead right. Um, well, John was the only survivor. And he was made, so then he just realised that he could just exact justice on the Doctor, Doctor Trap, without the help of them. <laughs> so it's just like, oh yeah, I just have loads of other powers. Yeah, I'm better than literally everyone here. <laughs> but now they were gone, he was just like, yeah, now I can show off. Um, I have an interesting bit as well, that shortly before his tenure with the team, John mm-hmm. sensed the arrival of a small alien spacecraft heading towards Kansas. Um, he investigated the vessel although it it resisted his attempts to scan it too deeply and when the Kents arrived he became invisible to avoid detection he left knowing the Kryptonian child would be safe with him but was concerned about the power he would one day possess he returned 8 years later as Josh Josh Johnston and worked as a hired hand on the Kent farm for a little bit. He wanted to see how the alien child was integrating into human society, and he could tell that Clark Kent thought of himself as a human being, so he was further assured of the boy's heroic nature, and left him to it. So it is... That's quite cool, but also he's just like, yeah, I'm I'm essentially responsible for Superman. I'll just take that credit. Yeah, (laughs) but see, he sensed it coming, so he had to go check it out. And he's just like, oh, it's a being of like pure power. It could be good or evil. So then he just be he just transformed into a farmhand just to give a check up on eight year old Superman to see what was going on. And he's he's just like, oh no, he's he's getting bullies. This is fine. Yeah, really afraid of tornadoes though. I wish if only if his father doesn't go into one, he should be fine. That's it. Yeah. If it, <laughs> look, the only thing this boy needs in life is for his adoptive father to not willingly let himself be absorbed by a tornado. <laughs> That's That was my one wish when I was growing up as well. And you know what? I was lucky. I was very lucky now. <laughs> you fucking got away with it, all right. <laughs> got away with it. So now we come on to the main thing with John's, and this is what, be what he's most famous for, the Justice League. Um, of course. John is he's one of the founding members of the Justice League. Um, and for years after his tenure with the Justice Experience, John continued wandering Earth by himself, taking many fo- different forms and identities. Uh, okay. Although he believed that if he, he if he be, uh, although he believed that if he again revealed himself as a superhero that he would draw, draw more trouble to himself, something quickly changed his mind, Sean. A previously mentioned character as the superpowered protector of Metropolis, Superman revealed himself to the world and soon costume vigilantes were saving lives everywhere eventually in a freak alien invasion Hal Jordan the Flash Aquaman and Black Canary rushed into battle John quickly put aside his fears of revealing himself and changed to his typical Martian garb um, (laughs) sorry his fears of revealing himself just you know yourself (laughs) you you can be self-conscious Sean Look, it's, it's cold out today. It, it's very cold. Okay, it's like forty degrees. It's fucking it's roasting. It's fucking bitter, man. It's bitter out. <laughs> he battled alongside the other heroes, and they left triumphant. Now, have you seen um, the first episode of Justice League: The Animated Series? I have that's, not. 
that's how the first episode starts. With the um, formation of the Justice League. It's an alien invasion comes in and John is actually John Jones is actually the one that puts the team together. And he goes around to Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman and is like, you can't defeat them by yourself. We're all going to need to join together to fight them. Oh, okay. He's pretty good at like calling what heroes will be needed in the future, it seems. True, true. That will that will come into his personality. Um, so, along with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, they fought together as the Justice League of America. So, he's of course one of the original members of the Justice League. Now, this was all pretty good, but in the seventies, I could not find one thing about him. He basically disappeared from comics for like all of the nineteen seventies. Really? Yeah, it was very strange. It was just like they just got bored of him, and they were just like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, this Martian dude, whatever. Yeah, so when when they came back in the 80s, they set up the Justice League International, which was a, a separate team, um, and the new Justice League would become the Justice League International as it works within the United Nations. Um, originally, would jo- John would often act alongside Batman, um, and he was kind of the leader. He performed most of the tactical work, organising the team and sending them on various missions. Um, after the league went international, John becomes the leader and that allows Batman to stay in the background. So because even so, that'll tell you how smart John is, in that Batman is like, you are perfect as a tactic. If I step away, you're the man to take my place. Fuck. And Batman doesn't yeah. trust anyone. No. I would describe Martian Manhunter as a combination of Batman and Superman. So... Genius, but also not a prick. Genius, but also invincible. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so John was basically the leader of Justice League International for many years. And under John's leadership, the league would go through some of its best years. It did not have a lot of high-caliber members, but that kind of meant that John was seen as like a teacher to loads of these characters they were trying to introduce, and he was like the mainstay. So it's like, we have the most powerful being, and they control a lot of the low-level heroes, such as, like, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Fire, Ice, and everyone's favourite Green Lantern, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner? Yes. So, they kind of... All of the people that people were kind of... I don't know about, but if you, if you got into the Justice League and you were under his stewardship, you could be like, okay, he'll teach them whatever. In in Obviously, this is all make-believe. <laughs> it was yeah. seen as the, re- as the reader, he was a trustworthy leader. Okay, yeah, and supposedly then, like, if he signs off on someone, that's all you need. Yeah, exactly. Um, and his probably his major his major storylines are with the JLA Grant Morrison's JLA run of 90, the late nineties, early two thousand. Sean, we've talked about it a few times. How this it's was brilliant. when the league was reformed um, after the White Martian invasion, and um, this is probably the most famous. Uh, Famous version of the Justice League, I would say, because it's got all of the classics. So it's got Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Superman, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and the Green Martian. Um, Martian Manhunter? And, sorry, Martian Manhunter. No, what did I say? Green Martian? Green Martian. <laughs> <laughs> Green Arrow. <laughs> no, Martian Manhunter was there. Um, so Martian Manhunter, and so like that's like all of the heavy hitters in one team. And he would often link his teammates telepathically to coordinate their plans, so they never had to say a word, which is something that has been was adopted in the Young Justice TV series because Miss Martian is in that. Oh, cool! 
Yeah, so in the Young Justice series, like, every time they go into a battle, nobody ever says a word, because Miss Martian has them all connected telepathically. So you just have to think something. And you're like... Yeah, and I suppose that that not only saves time, but it also means you're not shouting your intentions to the enemy. Yeah, so if you get kidnapped, you're all still talking to each other. Oh, even though they, the guy could just be monologuing. Um, and so this is probably the run that drove him to even more popularity, kind of stardom, because he got like a 30, I think it was a 37 issues of his own standalone series. Up until this point, he'd never had a standalone series. He was just in the background of a lot of stories, or featured in a lot in of the stories. Ju- yeah, he was always in the Justice League, and he was kind of... He had stories... I can't remember the name of the comic book he was in, but it wasn't called Martian Manhunter. Like, it was called something else, and he just appeared in it. Right. So, this was this kind of, like, drove his stardom, and eventually he did... Um, he was killed right before uh, Brightest Day, Darkest Night, that storyline, and then he was brought back as like an evil version of himself. That's pretty powerful. We're not going to get into that because obviously that takes too long. Of course. <laughs> but, um, I, I just wanted to give you a sense of where he came from and how important he is just in the lore of the Justice League. He probably doesn't get the same recognition that Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman do, because, of course, they're the original Trinity, but he's always there as well. Yeah, and he's been there since the beginning, by all accounts. And he was in the Justice League animated show. That was, like, probably his first mainstream kind of showing. Um, they kind of nerfed him a little bit in that show, because, because Superman you, was seen as the the main guy. He was, like, the peak of how strong anyone could be, how powerful yeah. anyone could be. Okay, well, that's fair enough. So but in also, terms of... Per- Go on. Sorry, I was just going to say Martian Manhunter seems better than Superman so far. <laughs> he, do- he does. So in terms of personality, like all Martians, John is, has a somewhat cold and stoic demeanour. He has a very restricted emotional expressions. Uh, John typically, typically acts as the voice of reason in the Justice League and is one of the wisest leaders within the hero community, along with Batman and Superman. Despite his cold exterior, John is one of the kindest and most noble heroes operating on Earth. The Manhunter has demonstrated enormous willpower, as evidenced by his ability to retain his sanity after the death of his race, which, to be honest... That um, would put, put most men over the edge. Mm. He has a subtle sense of humour and an affinity for the chocolate cookie sandwiches, Chocos, which are basically Oreos. Um, there's a whole situation where Blue Beetle and Bo- Booster Gold end up like... Um, they hide Chocos around the Justice League ship just for him to find. That's his only addiction. Um, the the Martian Manhunter is considered by Manny to be the heart and soul of the Justice League. Wow. Okay. Yes. That's um, that's he, that's like high praise indeed. <laughs> exactly. And he has spent decades living among humans and investigating the whole scope of human life. Although his primary human identity is John Jones of Denver, where he's like a private investigator, he has several aliases around the world that he uses. He even spends several months in the shape of a gorilla living among them to learn about Earth from their point of view. Jesus. Yes. So he's he's absolutely just like, no, I'm gonna learn everything about humans so i can help them yeah and because he wants to help but he can't help he know he realizes that he's from a different planet so he of course doesn't understand everything so he immersed himself in every bit of the culture so he could get a full understanding of where everyone was coming from that's pretty that's a pretty cool uh motive is not the right word but it's 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 cool that that's where his mind goes 
Yeah, because as I said, he's a combination of Batman and Superman. So that's like Superman's do-good attitude. Like, people are good. Let's train and immerse ourselves. But he wants to help, but he's also like Batman where he's like, I better learn to make sure this is the right thing. I'm not going to just jump in blindly. I'm going to exactly, learn everything yeah. to figure out what's going on because you don't jump straight in, which he's he's smart, but he's also, as I said, he's very kind and he's willing, he's willing to give any help that he can because especially when he was the leader of the Justice League International like all those all those characters are very young and he was kind of seen as like a parental figure yeah a mentor yeah um so now shall we come to his powers and abilities oh Um, here we go here we go right I have hang on I haven't done a count one two three four five six seven oh I'm scrolling 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16 powers. 16 powers. Yes. Seems like too many, Connor, I'm going to be honest. Might might seem like too many. So we're still going to start off with Super Strength. Martian Manhunter is one of the strongest heroes on Earth with strength comparable to Superman. Um, In the New 52, I should say that um, Martian Manhunter fought the whole Justice League by himself. Fuck. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> uh, so Martian Manhunter uh, has the same strength comparable to Superman I should say uh, John along with Superman was able to move one of Brainiac ships away from Earth the ship in question do- dwarfed the planet so he could move something that was bigger than the planet of Earth just on his own yeah John has also shattered Earth's moon with his strength how <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's, um, it, we're right out of the gate and this is too much. That's that's one. <laughs> of 16. I, I don't know if I'll do all 16, but number two, invulnerability. John's durability has allowed him to withstand the destruction of Earth's mood without so much as a scratch, as well as taking hits from characters like Superman and Wonder Woman. He has in the past displayed the ability to make his body more dense in order to boost his durability or his resistance to gases, gaseous or chemical agents. Okay, so can't can't be poisoned, can't be hurt, super strong. Yeah, so that's pretty good, so far. Pretty good in a fight, I will say. Yeah, Uh, flight. Marisha Manhunter has been seen flying flying at Mach 10 in Earth's atmosphere. He has maneuverability and flight speed comparable to Superman. Right, okay, so he can fly as good as the best flyer. Yes. Uh, now you think who? What else can he do? Super speed. He is as fast as the Flash. <laughs> His speed grants him accelerated reaction times as well. He is able to process thoughts and carry out actions with incredible speed. He can even use, u- utilize his telepathy at super speed, able to create a telepathic conference room for the Justice League to discuss matters in the privacy of John's mind in just an instant. Like okay. Also, the more I learn about other DC heroes. The yes. more I realise that the Flash is not special. <laughs> no, he's real fast, but like two of the other people in the team are also really fast. Yeah, and then there's always a villain who's faster than the Flash. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Maybe he doesn't deserve five seasons on <laughs> on that show. Grant no, Gustin, no matter- get out! Uh, no, leave Grant Gustin out of it. <laughs> he's a lovely man, he's a lovely man. Seems like it. Mm. Um, also, but if you have super speed, Sean, you need super stamina because the Marge Manhunter has a nigh inexhaustible endurance and resilience he I can would last hope for ex- so 
He could last for extensive periods of time without food, rest or air. John has been able to travel great distances in space and fight long battles without tiring ever. Jeez, ever? Ever. He's Goku. That's what he is. Well, look, maybe... Oh, hang on. Regeneration. <laughs> John, yeah, John, can quickly, John can re- quickly recover from almost any injury. He is able to reconstitute his body, even when severed into several pieces. His regenerative abilities have allowed him to reconstitute his body from an extremely small mass, such as one hand. One hand? What happened to the rest of them? He just got chopped up, but sure, he oh. used the hand to, to grow back. But just one hand is all he needs. So you start That's with the arm. Arm bone connected to the chest, <laughs> and then the chest. It's all. It's all simple from there. Sean, I haven't even got to the shape shifting or telepathy yet. <laughs> oh, no, I was hoping you'd leave those out, honestly. <laughs> And they're the ones he's famous for. So, shapeshifting. The Martian Manhunter has vast shapeshifting abilities. Vast, Sean. I don't think one is enough. Um, no, he needs vast abilities. Yeah. Come on. Do you remember when at the start when I said Superman was afraid of fighting him? He probably should be. You're, really, he would, yeah. Mm. That stem from complete control of his molecular structure. He's able to take on any shape he pleases. He can form shapes of objects or organisms alive, extinct, or imagined. And he's often shown to grow. <laughs> an, he, or he just imagines some. He can also. He's often grown an extra pair of arms to supplement his fighting abilities at his strength. He can become as stiff and unmovable, or as flexible and malleable as he pleases at any given moment. So he can be a brick or like a piece of clay. Yes. He can also alter his size or the strength and length of his limbs. So he can go to the size of a skyscraper or the size of Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, he's complete molecular control. Yes. He can do anything. Um, anything. Um, and so his density is also variable and changes as he wills it. He can use the ability to become intangible and move through objects or allow attacks to fly by harmlessly through him. So he just becomes invisible. Um, he also has invi- invisibility because he can just turn invisible when he wants. Well, it wouldn't be fair if he didn't have that. No, to be fair, other than that, he was gonna be lo- he's going to lose every fight he's in. Other than that, he's a useless character. <laughs> um, so he was able to turn his skin into a thick exoskeleton of human bone in order to shield him from a corrosive that would normally disintegrate his Martian physiology. So he was also able to turn his body into an exoskeleton. Like like a scorpion. Yes. But he's a... Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, telepathy. How does, sorry, Martian how does he ever lose? How does he ever lose? <laughs> We haven't got to his weakness. Of course, fire. Um, Martian Manhunter is one of the most powerful telepaths in the DC universe. Through sheer mental strength, he was able to resist Brainiac's telepathic control of the entire world. His offensive psionic abilities are at least planetary in scale, and he has demonstrated great finesse with his powers, achieving everything from planting subtle subliminal messages in Superman's head, casting an illusion over the entire Justice League, and forcibly invading and shutting down the minds of terrible... Uh, powerful telepaths like Dr. Psycho and Despero. So he can do everything and anything with his brain and can drive you insane with even one thought. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the, any ability to drive someone insane is like, you're really lucky that ended up in the hands of a hero. Yes. No, absolutely. And so every fight he gets in, he could just immediately turn you insane and then the fight's over. 
after three seconds. Fuck me. That's um, so... Has, oh, my God. Because... How, many, like how small... many are we? Hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're only eight in. He's got another eight. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, keep rattling through him. Psionic blast. He's able to project painful and destructive blasts of psionic energy from his eyes and his hands. Psionic shield. He's able to project a telekinetic shield of any size and force. Uh, Martian vin- vision. So Martian Manhunter can project oh, powerful blasts. He can project powerful blasts of energy from his eyes. The power of these blasts are comparable to Superman's heat vision and have been shown to be able to, to be able to harm the likes of Superman and Black Adam. Oh, they're um, very powerful people. <laughs> true. Telekinesis. So, obviously, he's able to move things around with his brain, levitate objects, throw fucking planets at people. What can you do? What can um, you do? Now, Martian Brett is there. The Martian Manhunter has also demonstrated an increased lung capacity, allowing him to blow powerful wind bursts and freeze opponents with his breath, similar to Superman. John has also demonstrated the ability to fly through space for extended periods of time. Um, he has Sonic Scream. So, John has an occasion demonstrated the ability to emit a devastating Sonic Scream. Watch out, Black Canary. He's coming for you. Um, I mean, sorry. Before, and like presumably, if he has complete molecular control, any he can just give himself any power. Surely, yes, that's unfair. No, he has every power of every Justice League member as the fight starts. Like <laughs> everyone else should just go home. <laughs> There's no point. Do you remember what I said? He could, he could probably beat the Avengers by himself. Really, Sean? He could beat the Justice League by himself. He, uh, oh god. Okay. Maybe Superman. Him versus Superman would be a fight because unless you have, you don't. If you don't have like Krypton, then you're kind of. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I think he might beat all the Avengers actually. Yeah. Unless somebody sets a lighter or something. So, exocentry input. Martians have nine senses as opposed to the human's five senses, which grants the Martian more numerable and clearer perceptions. And longevity. Martians possess natural longer lifespans than human beings. John has lived for at least 100 years and is still not at old age. Based on the 1 million storyline, we can also presume that John has the capacity to live and operate at peak functionality for thousands of years to come. So he can, okay. So he's invulnerable and also he can't die of old age really. No, you can't wait it out. <laughs> it is it's a broken character. This is one of those characters from the 50s that was too powerful. And mm. then, like, all the other characters, they nerfed. And then they just left this guy as he is. Yeah. Uh, he has one weakness. John has portrayed as has been portrayed as having a weakness to fire, which has varied over the years, usually according to the needs of a given storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the writer calls for. But they've now changed that again so that fire itself doesn't hurt him. But when he sees fire, it triggers that psychological thing in his brain, so ah, he thinks he's in a, a lot of pain. Thing. Yeah, so fire actually doesn't harm him. He could, you could set fire to him, and he probably wouldn't be in pain. But the sight of fire reminds him of everybody dying on his planet, so he just goes into like shock if he Makes sees him, fire. It would make him a bit sad to fight. I, I'm like, oh no, everyone died. Get over it, mate. We've all been there. Get, Get a job. some water. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Good job, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is Martian Manhunter, Sean. You have you've outdone yourself, Connor, because Oh Jesus. That character has no right to exist, first of no. all. But you've also no. made me interested in him now. <laughs> He's he was around for Superman. He's like like he watched Superman grow up and the only reason he showed himself to everyone was because Superman came out and so he was kind of just like oh well if he can do it I can do it people accepted him so they'll accept me and did the public at large know he's an alien yes he okay. his form normally is the natural uh, green form that you see in the animated show oh he just hangs around like that he, like he can transform into anything he wants but that was his form on his planet. He, I think the story goes is that his form is sort of like that, but he kind of changes his face to be more human-like, so not to freak everybody out. So right, okay. He's he he he's probably green, but his face is probably more gruesome or more alien-like. So he like he like um, flattens it out, and gives himself a nose and ears and eyes. Okay, I mean. That's nice of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, what does? What does? Is there? Is there? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a storyline here. Like, is there ever a situation where anyone just doesn't trust him? Like, are there Mars racists in the DC universe? Oh yeah, there. There's been many a storyline, but like Superman. That's like, is that not the plot of Batman versus Superman? Like, it's the same thing. It's just. You just take it depending on who it is. So I, they don't trust Wonder Woman, they don't trust Martian Manhunter, they don't trust Superman. That makes yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think uh, what's the so what's the movie called? Is it ba- uh, Justice League Doom? That's the one where they go through all of Batman's um, the plans he has to take out the Justice League if they go evil, and the villains get a hold of that plan and they go one by one to go around taking everybody out. Yeah, um, that's that's a really good movie. But the way to take out Martian Manhunter is, I think he goes on a date with like, because obviously he just he just tries to be a regular John Jones half the time, and yeah. so he he goes on a date with a woman, and then halfway through she like sets a ring of fire around him so he can't leave, and he's just stuck there. He's just out of the picture, and so he's just taken out of the picture for long enough to get everybody else out of the picture. That's genius. Yeah. Um, and like for example to t- show you how powerful he is that story with the JLA um, the Grant Morrison run in 98 or whatever like the people that come to Earth the whole the storyline is that like this brand new superheroes come to Earth and there's one that has super speed one that has flight one that has super strength and they're all like we're the new Justice League and they're like saving poor people and they're like giving um, they're building all these farms to help people and people are like you're way better than the original Justice League oh wow and of course Batman's like I don't fucking trust them something's fucking up (laughs) Batman not trusting someone (laughs) no not trusting someone so but then you find out that they're all white Martians so they're all around the same species as Martian Manhunter so they all have super strength they all have super speed they all can fly but they were all just using one of their powers like he was at the start Oh my god. Yeah, so that's, like, they've made a whole Justice League of, like, going one by one through his powers. So you could make a team of seven, just picking one of his powers at random. And I, I guess, like, at a certain point, you you could just replace the Justice League with a team of Martian Manhunters, if you want. Yeah, well, see, the and problem just- is, if if somebody, like, set a big enough fire... 
I suppose you could take them out, but it's also been shown that he can kind of overcome that fear if the situation arises. Yeah, because he's yeah, he can just rewire his brain for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so cool. I really like mm. that. I want to look into this more. Even even if you just watch the first um, episode of the Justice League animated show, like it's just him putting the team together and he's always just the calmest he's always the coolest calmest person in every room and he just looks at the situation you know i always thought if they were going to do a movie idris elba would be amazing as the martian manhunter because like his voice would be perfect for that role that oh i'd like to see that yeah do you think they would ever do martian manhunter in a movie (laughs) no because i think superman they can't write superman so let's not even fucking get into Martian Manhunter. Who, from what I've heard, has a bit more subtlety to his backstory. If you can't write Superman, who is Henry Cavill, to be cool, yeah. then you're going to have a lot of weirder time with a big green alien dude. That's, that's what they say. That's, what, yeah, that's, that's the what old say. saying. <laughs> Look, I'm not a movie executive, but I'm saying I don't trust them. And then, frankly, I don't like him. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, but that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Sean. I did a character that is that deep, but I tried to do it in under an hour. What did I get to? I got... Three quarters. Oh, 43, 43 minutes. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, sure. Look, we'll have, we'll have outro time. There'll be an intro song. It'll balance out perfectly, <laughs> but <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you, everyone, for listening to this bumper episode of Hero or Zero. <laughs> Uh, we will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. I'm doing the uh, Condiment King next time. It's going to be five minutes long. <laughs> five minutes. Uh, your average for the month will stay the same. Absolutely. Uh, big thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, or there's a link in the description. You guys are all brilliant for supporting us over there. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we're also on oh sorry also if you want to support the show but don't want to do the Patreon thing uh, you can like and review us on iTunes that helps us with the algorithm and mm. also you can tell one human being that we exist just the one uh, other than that we're on all the social medias they're all linked in the description or you can email us here's fryer underscore at outlook.com if you have any questions or you want to suggest someone to do for Hero or Zero that'd all be pretty fun do Martian Manhunter again <laughs> But in reverse. <laughs> in reverse. Um, also, this week's uh, Lazarus pitch that we're doing for the Patreon is going to be the Phantom Menace. So, if you're into that sort of stuff and you want to, g- if you want to give that a listen, we're going to go back and watch the Phantom Menace. I want to see if it still holds up. If I remember correctly, it's pretty good. If I remember correctly, it's flawless as a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I've been Cutter Lawler. I've been Sean Lean. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.